All right, everyone, episode 115 of the 580 Show. We're back. First time having our full cast, our regular cast, I guess, in a while. So what's up, boys? Yeah. Happening. So we'll start a lot going on in Strongman, ourselves personally, and, you know, just overall in Strongman. Let's talk about the Arnold first, Mm -hmm. um, since Dante and I are competing. Um, Dante, how are you feeling? Feeling really good. First time going into a cut where I'm confident that I might not have to sweat 100%. So my body weight was good. I was 243 yesterday, and that's the lowest I've ever been in a competition prep. So feeling good that way. You know, I'm excited, a little nervous for the Arnold. You know, a bunch of weird events and everything we're not too used to. But I think the training that me and Josh have done has been adequate enough to get us in a good standing. So I think we're going to surprise ourselves a little bit. Yeah, I'm really excited. We both have, I think, 20-something people in our class. Um, and uh, they announced, we never even got to talk about it on the podcast, but they announced Ukrainian deadlift is a mystery event. I like it. Obviously, you have to get to the finals to do it. Um, but I think if you look at the events and the breakdown for the Arnold, I, I, I think the seven events are cool. Like, I think they're unique. They're not um, a lot of cookie-cutter, like, standard strongman events. You got power stairs. Um, Ukrainian deadlifts never in there. Max Circus is kind of cool. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on kind of like the final layout of the events? Yeah. Um, kind of, I mean, we, we kind of guessed a few weeks ago that it was probably going to be a deadlift of some sort. Um, with the implements, the Ukrainian makes sense. So it's yeah. not surprising. It's not surprising. Yeah. Do you think it'll be like a max or for reps or what? I feel like it's got to be a max. It's, it's almost hard to do Ukrainian for reps. Yeah, it's kind of weird if you did it for reps. Just because it's like kind of, it's almost like a hard implement to tell if you're like locked out or not. If you're doing yeah. like reps quickly, yeah. it's kind of weird on that front. We got our schedule too, which I, I'm a big fan of because it's like kind of bang, 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 like all in a row. Friday, I think it's like one to five is like the estimated like start times for each event. So we'll mm-hmm. probably be there. Um, maybe it's two to five. Yeah, two to five. Yeah, Fat we Bike started at like, two. We arrive at yeah. 12.30. I have the schedule up right now. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll probably, in re- like, being realistic, it's, like, probably two to seven or two to eight on Friday night, yeah. you know, and then um, and then you just top four from each class and make the finals for Sunday. I mean, so, even, though it, even though it might run late, like, it's not that big of a deal because even if we do make finals, it's on Sunday, not Saturday. So you're still able yeah. to sleep in and not have to worry about, like, rushing around in the morning to get to the competition. Is it really only only top four from each class goes to the final? Yeah, top four. I believe so, except for heavyweight, right? Heavyweight's 10. Super heavies. Super heavies get 10. Okay. Um, Every other class is four. Which is cool. My class has the biggest one we've ever had at the Arnold, 22 guys when it's all said and done. So that's really, really awesome. Four spots, 22 guys. That's crazy. 231s have – Two less people in the 265 pluses, so the super heavies. And you guys only have three less than us. So these yeah. classes are pretty even. Right. Yeah. Um, 
but we'll we'll see. I had a couple people reach out after the podcast last week and uh, show interest in dropping in whenever we record, whenever that'll be, maybe Saturday night or something. So we'll I'll talk to those people and we'll talk about locations and stuff like that, like where we're going to be recording. Maybe have some people kind of drop in, have a rotating chair, you know, do like an hour Arnold episode next Saturday night or something like that. So yeah, we could just find like some spot in the convention center, even it's like pretty empty and do something there like an in-person one. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. It might not work just with sound and stuff, but we can, we can give it hell, but uh, we'll, we'll figure that out next week. Right. Um, Strongman Corporation announced their nationals. Eerie. Eerie again. Sucks for everyone but us, really. Um, So, yeah, I, I, they must have, I think the statement that Dante sent me said that they just, they liked working with the Erie Sports Commission. It was a great venue, all that stuff. So they just decided to run it back for another year there. Yeah. Julia said she just looked at her messages or emails and that was like at the end of it. So. Yeah, I would. A, I, I didn't see it anywhere else, but that email. So is it in like the newsletter or something? The Strongman Court newsletter, or something like that. Probably. I believe so. Um, I mean, yeah. Whatever challenges you face this year at nationals are going to be the same thing. So prepare accordingly, right? Yeah. Great yeah. if you competed this year for visual visualization. Right. It makes it makes it easy to visualize what it's going to look like and stuff right. like that. Um, but that's cool. I mean, obviously, I'm a fan because I, you know. Because I, I live close, so uh, have an MPA for us. But, yeah, curious what other people's thoughts are. I like the venue, honestly. I did, I mean, I thought it was a pretty pretty fine venue, pretty standard, and uh, don't have any issues with it coming back. So everyone can do Battle at the Bridge or, uh, or our Northeast Regionals to qualify for that. Um, also, OSG had the online qualify for that european championship but it doesn't really pertain to us because you have to be european to do it i guess yeah but um, But it is new new, right i don't think they've done that before yeah and uh pretty standard online qualifier events it's gonna be as online qualifier grows in strongman it's gonna be hard to have like unique online qualifiers right like you (laughs) want something that's gonna test static strength you want something that's going to test a little bit of cardio, like a sandbag over shoulder, you know, stuff like that. It's hard to switch that up a lot. You know, what was it? I think it was like a uh, log deadlift and what was the last one? Three rep log, five rep deadlift and a max stone or sandbag load. Yeah. 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 To shoulder. Which is very similar to. I think it's, I think it's a load. 250. Oh. A load. Okay. Yeah, I think it's a load. Yeah, it's a load. So, yeah, which is pretty similar to what OSG's online qualifier was for last year, like for the the official Strongman games, because it was, uh, I think, a five-rep max deadlift, mm-hmm. a one-rep max overhead, and then uh, some uh, sandbag or stone to shoulder. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, hard to venture on those, like you're saying, because you're limited to the equipment that people have. So, you want to keep it. Yeah. You, you want, want everyone to be, you want it to be, you want as many people to be able to do it as possible, right? right? Like you come out and you do like a Viking press. It's like, man, that's going to suck for a lot of people. Right. And it's can't really standardize that anyway, you know, and like her, a lot of cool stuff in Strongman that you really can't put in on the online qualifier. So right. it makes sense. But 
Yeah, I mean, with all that going on in Strongman, I mean, that's kind of keeping keeping everyone busy. For all your training for Akron Strongest Man, March yep. 25th, little local show, also yep. a national qualifier. So how are you feeling about that? Good enough. Um, I took a pretty long off season. I, I don't really like that term, but that's what everybody calls it. So um, I took a pretty long season to just focus on uh, getting stronger because, you know, it's never a bad thing to be stronger. Um, probably didn't do quite as much moving as I should have through that period, but I was trying to focus a little bit more on conditioning too. Um, so I feel like, I feel like it went well. Um, doing a little bit different stuff than normal, like, you know, carrying a heavy sandbag for maybe distance for just to keep my heart rate up, try to keep rest periods down a little bit. Um, <clears throat> I don't know, feel okay about it, but like, I'm really kind of just now starting to ramp up and get very specific with training. So, uh, I got a few weeks to kind of hone in and, and get, get more familiarized with the events, but I'm pretty confident in them. So it'll be good. Yeah. yeah it's going to be fun. I'm going to be the state rep there. So I may be your judge Frawley. Yeah. and, uh, and we'll also have a booth we'll have a horsepower booth there on site. I won't be running it, but Allie or Nick or someone will be running it. Right. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Last week was a bummer. Cause it was everyone, you guys couldn't be on. And then Allie was going to be on. And then she literally like four hours before we're going to record, got like super sick. And there were like a ton of good questions lined up for us. So I just banked those. And you know, whenever we have to do a podcast together, we'll, you know, we'll have those at our, uh, you know, at our disposal. Yeah. Expect a lot but, of YouTube uh, content coming too. We yeah, have a lot of competitions yeah. and stuff coming up. So get the vlog, get ready for the vlogs. They're yeah. coming back. Yeah. Good reminder to subscribe to 580 Barbell if you're not, because yeah, Dante and I were talking about that yesterday. And we're gonna have an Arnold video come out on YouTube, Akron Strongest and a Maidens of Might, which Julie and Mel, two members of our gym, are doing. Yep. So um, so yeah, we'll have like three videos in the next month. Yeah, March is a bit. Yeah. Also, you know what else they announced just today before we were recording is the locations for the other class shows this year. Okay. Yeah. So, and they they announced the, at least the month that they're going to be in, and then some they announced the actual date. Um, the 90s men is in Roanoke, Virginia. Okay. So funny how like strongman just is always in like the like <laughs> national, you know what I mean? Like these little funny towns. Sure. But uh, but uh, yeah, Roanoke, Virginia for the '90s, and that's going to be on September 30th. Um, '80s, which I would love to be there. I hope to be there. Is in Huntington Beach, California, in August. So that's okay. cool. Um, Clash of the '64 women is in Colorado, June 17th. Um, and Clash of the 91s is back in Baltimore and in on October 14th. So, um, that's kind of the the rest of the class schedule. You know, obviously, the main clash is in Hilton Head again this year. And, uh, yeah, I've since talked to Tyler Purdue since he's kind of taken it over. It seems like he's he's doing a really good job and, um, everything's on track. And hopefully, Clash sticks around, you know. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I like the opportunities for weight class people, right great it's never really been done so hopefully it doesn't just kind of kind of go away and but 
he can continue to build with what's already been started. So, right. I um, I'm curious what OSG is going to do this year. We've kind of talked offline about it. If yeah. anyone has information, they want to they want to let give us. But with regionals, you know, last year there was three regionals for OSG. They and, were already announced by now. Yeah, they were already announced at this time or last at least, year. At least the first one, and then we knew that the two more were, were coming. So if anybody has any information they want to share in the comments, I'd be curious to see what you know. It's yeah. obviously speculation from our standpoint, but we don't Are know. you, like, if you guys had it your way, are you guys fans of, um, like, the regional, or would you want it to be all online? Or I like the regionals, personally. Because, yeah. like, the – I mean, I'll use myself for, for an example. The only way – like, my weakest event is grip, for sure. And if, like, I'm, I'm training and I'm working to get better at it, but just the fact of the matter is on an online qualifier, the only real way that you can test somebody's grip is farmers, right? I mean, I don't know yeah. how else you could do it for an online qualifier. So not only, like, do people compete better in person, right – um, but there are weaknesses that might get exposed during competitions that wouldn't during an online qualifier. Like let's look at the OSG qualifier last year. It was a max press, the three rep deadlift and a sandbag or stone to shoulder. So if you're good at those three events, right, you do really well in the online qualifier, score a lot of points, and then you go, you know, maybe there's an event you're really bad at. And it really hurts your scoring and your placing. You know, you don't you don't have that benefit of the doubt to work itself out through a regional qualifier. Yeah. And I just like the idea of like at a regional, you have to be more well-rounded. Pretty much what you're saying, you know, mm -hmm. like you have to actually show up for all five events at a show. You know, bigger shows are six, seven events, eight even sometimes. So like I think a full show can expose people. And you have to be well-rounded and it's the strongest man or woman really always, you know, finds a way to come out on top at a show, um, an online qualifier. And also it's just the human in me. Like always, like I always am skeptical of how people are like scales are different. People are maniacal. Like online qualifiers are always like assume the worst in people, which I shouldn't, but you know what I mean? Like, it's just, now, with that said, I also don't want to see an online qualifier go away. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, no. But I, I mean, the thing, well, the thing is, if there is no regionals, I would assume, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is the way it was two years ago, is there was top 20 for each class an online qualifier got in. Mm -hmm. I think it was more than 10, yeah. I think that's yeah, right. it might have been like 15 or 20 from that's the online. Because you would have to, because I mean – if you take the regionals away, you're losing nine spots right there. Yeah, because I know last year it was just 10. 2020. Yeah. Unless you're going to give those bids to other people. They're like, hey, you know, the podium right. from Northeast Regionals, you know, which they should do, is going to get, you know, but, you know, <laughs> something like that. That's what they would have to do, you know. So, I don't know. Online qualifiers is nice, too, especially if you already have a long, like a laundry list of shows that you're already doing. You can't make the regional, so. That's why Definitely. I look there's, at it. there's pros and cons to it. That's why I, that's why I drew the question because it's like you know, you talk about your week or your year if you're planning out. Like Dante said, there's a lot going on, and then there, you also have to be a human. You have to do, go yeah. to weddings. You gotta you 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 know you have work. You have a life. You know stuff comes up. 
So, you know, if you're planning on already doing your one show you do every year, you know, in the summer, maybe it's more of a local show. You're planning on doing a nationals. Okay, so that's either in June or October, whichever federation you're competing in. And then if you want to do a regional or or just, another, you know, that's a, that's just a lot going on. Right. For me, I'm looking to do potentially USS Nationals and Clash. Right. If I can get into Clash. So it's like, man, like that's, you know. So that's to Dante's, you know, point that's where an online qualifier would be nice for me. And it's anyone can do it. So, you know, which is great more people coming in and, and submitting stuff. So that's cool. Yeah. But I had a couple of questions come up before we wrap this episode up. And I, I'm curious on your guys' thoughts and it, everyone's. So first off, I've, I've been talking about this with myself and I talked about it last week, but um, Hercules hold, do you guys think it should be allow hook grip or no hook grip? No. See, I'm like going so back and forth on it and people keep making good points either way. I just know on our Viking press how much of an advantage it is. Like, you know what I mean? You guys have used our Viking press. I mean, our, our Hercules. Hercules yeah. Yeah. And yeah. how much of – I didn't hear what you said. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, the, like how much of an advantage it is to use it. Like her grip – like uh, hook grip. Mm-hmm. I've never tried it. It's – like we have one guy that hook grips at our gym and he went from 50 seconds and then the same way could only do 20 seconds. And it's like, I get it because it's like, well, everyone can do hook grip. So you're, you know what I mean? It's like split jerk, push jerk, you know, like anyone can do it. So like, I got more feedback on, if you didn't, didn't send me a message, send me your thoughts on it. Cause I'm just curious. That's just my, I I'm just, uh, I'm just putting that out there again. For if there's anyone new listening, because I want to get some more feedback on that, because I'm going back and forth. I don't know if I have an opinion, truthfully. I don't. Whatever. It's like yeah. it's like sometimes you're a lot of grip shirts, sometimes you're not. Like sometimes you're right. a lot of figure eight straps, sometimes you're not a lot of figure eight straps. It's just like whatever the rules are, the rules are. You know, right. I don't. I don't. I really don't care either way. I mean, if you like if you like doing hook grip and doing all that stuff, by all means, and it's allowed, you go for it, but. Like yeah. like Farley said, it just depends on the promoter. If you're if if you're good at hook grip, obviously you're going to be in favor of that, right? Like just kind of yeah. just kind of yeah, yeah. No, I'm just curious. Yeah. Because I got a, I I get crap from our iron podium because I it says no hook grip for the for the Hercules hold. That's why I'm that's why I'm asking. Sure. But uh I mean if you want to get five a... if you want to get five extra seconds on the Hercules hold, by all means use hook grip. Yeah. Some people Yeah, it can help a lot though. It can help a lot. Um, but um, I had a really good question get asked about this. And it, uh, how many novice classes do you guys think there should be at a show? Like if you guys are running a show. Two, if that, depending on the people. I think it depends on how many people you have. Um, I can see justifying three. Lightweight, heavyweight. Yeah. Um, See, I tend I tend to be with Dante and um, have two, and the reason is like I mean if it's a smaller show I would just do one. Yeah. My reason for that is because like Polar Express we did one, and yeah it sucks if you're a lighter guy, but the point of novice isn't to be a novice forever. Like you don't go into novice like chasing trophies and like podiums and stuff. It's to gain experience and then go into a weight class. You know. 
Um, that's kind of my thought with it. I think if you have enough people, like it sucks when you're the 160 pound guy right. before competing against like, for example, Polar Express, like Willie did Polar Express. He's 270 pounds. Like he's probably going to have an upper hand on you. Mm-hmm. So like I can at, at minimum, I think two, but if you have six people, you're not going to split six people up into two classes. You're yeah, not going to split yeah, right. up into three classes. But if you're novice class, let's say you have, I don't know, you have a big show, there's 40 people. You could probably justify three classes for that. If the people, if the weights line up properly, the body weights line up properly. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, I, that I, have to be a big show. It would have to be. I just, the only thing that I've seen as a promoter that like, it honestly, the reason I only had one class for Polar Express is because I had multiple people for Battle the Bridge cutting weight to yeah. make novice. You don't want that. Because we had, I think our cutoff was like 200, I think. And that's what it is again this year. So like, I, that's where my fine line is like 200 under and over. Cause it, yeah. it eliminates like, for example, our friend Jimmy, who's a member of 580, you know, he's, he was, I think 140 pounds when he did his first strongman con. 150. I, I don't know. I, I troll about Jimmy's weight so much. I actually don't know what it is. I think it's like 150, but he's doing a novice, you know, and he's going against guys that are literally over 300 pounds. Yeah. So it's like, you know, at some point it is just like almost impossible for him to, you know, be competitive there and, and right. do anything. It's like, you know, if you have an 80 pound circus, but then I go back to, it's like, the goal is to not be a novice for a super long time. Right. You know, and, but like I said, it's, I thought that was a really good question. Someone just threw that at me um, from last week. And sure. I thought that was a really good thing. And I think that's a, just a, a topic that you can talk. There's a lot of little things like that in strongman that you can talk all day about, right. but like my advice would be like, if I had a novice athlete and they were like, Hey, you know, I'm 212 pounds. Should I cut to lightweight? I'd be like, absolutely not. You know? Um, now if you're 200, if you walk around, like truly walk around at 201 pounds, it's like, okay, it's literally one pound. But when I, when I'm running a show and weighing people in and I see this dude that looks like he hasn't eaten a carb in, you know, two weeks and he just got done at a sauna. Yeah. And and you weigh him in and you're like, what class? He's like lightweight novice. You're like, well, you know, that's, it's already dangerous enough to cut weight. Yeah. And that's to me, there's nothing synonymous about novice and cutting weight. Right. Right. You know, like right. it's, it's so that's, I, I thought that was one of the better questions I've gotten thrown at me, you know, in the last, in the last year or so with the podcast, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that's a good question. Like you said, you could elaborate on that forever. Yeah. Now, and and like you did say, to be to be fair, if you have a show with 250 people, it's like you yeah, you might need three. Like that'll warrant three novice classes. Yeah. I think I think three is my absolute max, though. Yeah, I wouldn't give more than that. Yeah, but no, great, great. And then the last one that got more feedback from last week was um, and this is I, I go back and forth on this one too, but it's split jerking, push jerking on the Viking press. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about that before. Yeah. And I I go so back – like, I'm such a fence-sitter with this stuff because people, like, send us great points. Right. I think, like, throughout the history of this pod, like, the last few years, like, we've said something, we've had, like, a strong stance on the pod, and then, like, a week later we can flip because someone mm-hmm. makes a good point that we didn't consider. And, I just like, 
what's the reason that people don't think you should be allowed to split jerk or push jerk? The reason being, and this is actually, I saw CJ Pierce say this, who's one of the best pressers in America. Sure. And it made a lot of sense to me is because it's already fixed. So the implement's already on a fixed, uh, you know, like rotational thing, sure. whatever, fulcrum. So, yeah. so like the, like the beauty behind a split jerk and a push jerk, if you've ever tried it, you've probably looked stupid doing it like your first couple times is because it's, it's a free weight, right? Like, so it, you have to be very calculated. You have to be direct, precise, but like a, a Viking press, you can get away with just like, it can't drift on you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's already fixed. So like, I, I'm not explaining it great, but like, it's more for the a load is unstable. I get what you're saying. The load's not yeah, unstable. Yeah. But like so. Right. I don't I don't know. I yeah, no, I mean I'm the the beauty of it, and I thought about this because I said for so for bridge and regionals, we have a Viking press. And I I I'm allowing push jerks, split jerks, whatever, but it's awesome because if you look at our foot the footboard of our Viking press, mm -hmm. you really can't split jerk. You can try, but you got to be like really calculated to do it, like really calculated because we don't have like this crazy wide freestanding things. You can push jerk and push press very comfortably, but I think split jerkers. So it kind of just going to sort itself out for us just yeah. the way our Viking press is. Yeah. Wasn't, you know? so wasn't that like, the whole drama whenever Eddie and Thor were doing yeah. more songs, man? Was it what Thor dipping? Yeah, double dipping. Yeah. So like he he pushed jerked essentially, right? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty <laughs> much. You're like catching it again. Yeah. Um, and it's like it, I mean, I guess it goes back to what we we're saying about hook grip, right? Like if that's world's strongest man and like Giants Live, if that's their stance, that's their stance. Sure. But like yeah. it doesn't have to be mine. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I also look at it like just from like a functionality standpoint from running a comp, right? Like, it's hard to judge that and be very consistent. Like, yeah. oh, are you push pressing? Are you push jerking? Like, sometimes people just have a really bad push jerk and it kind of looks like a push press. Or as you get tired, yeah. your push jerk looks like. So it's like, to me, I'm going to make it easier on my judges and just if they get the rep, they get the rep. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, right. Yeah. So that's kind of just three topics that have been floating around with us. And I, I just want some more feedback on it and, you know, just curious what other people say. I got another one too while we're at it, since we're debating. Should we allow, should there be deadlift suits? Uh, in general, that's, that's another one, right? Like in general or like prevent? Should we have, should there be deadlift suits in strongman, period? That's the question. If it was me, if it was me, I would say no. I agree. I would say no. I agree. I think, but like, and I'm also looking at it from more of like a local competitor standpoint. Yep. Like, dude, I train. Okay, so I trained for a suit for like three weeks, four weeks, one time. And the amount of work and people it took <laughs> to get in and out of my suit, it's like a guy that trains in his garage, like how the hell would he even do that? <laughs> but it's also just, it kind of sucks to explain to someone like my mom, right? Say she's watching and it's like, wow, that guy deadlifted a thousand pounds. 
you know, and then it's like, well, what's that like big diaper tight thing he's wearing? And you're like, <laughs> well, that's like a compressive suit that helps him lift more. And it's just like it. I'm not trying to shit on geared lifters, but like it just it makes it to the average person. And there's already multiply power lifting. Mm-hmm. So on the other side of the coin, right? The other side of the coin is the records were set with suits. So we can't if you take them away now, it's even harder to hit a hitter record, right? Like right. what was it, eleven oh four or whatever? Yeah, whatever set, five or Eddie, whichever one, whichever one you pick, whether it's Eddie or Thor, whoever has a deadline. Yeah, yeah, they're both in a suit. Right, they're both in a suit. So it's now that much harder to advertise people like in Giants Live in the Deadlift Championship. If you take them away, they're that much further away from hitting that weight. So I get it, I get it, but like like you said, if it, if I had my way, I would just say no suits. We're done with them. But, I'll never have I'll never have a suit at one of my competitions. Like I can right. say that confidently. Yeah. And I don't fault anybody for using them when they're allowed. No, you know, no. if they're allowed, I put one on for the OSG qualifier. But it's just part. It's level in the playing field. You know, right? That's what I'm all for. Like I think that's one theme from the pod, like from this episode that I I realize is like I just want an even playing field. That's why I like like we go about we talk about OSG right. Online qualifiers. I think that's awesome. And keeping them pretty simple. So they're – like last year's press, you could use a, an axle or a log. Or a barbell. I mean, a, I mean, a, I mean a, a barbell. So like anybody, you just need one barbell. So if you're lifting and you're thinking about competing, you're going to have a barbell. Mm-hmm. Um, um, like hook grip, not hook grip. Like I want it to all be – I just want everyone, everything to be like kind of on an equal playing field where like you don't – I don't ever want strength sports because it's a strength sports are a misfits game. Mm -hmm. Like it's people who maybe, you know, weren't as popular in school. Um, Maybe didn't ever play a sport, maybe found it out of, you know, just, it was, it's the first sport they've ever liked, found it out of a low time in their life and it helped them out of it. I never want to make strength sports like an elitist thing Mm -hmm. where you need tens of thousands of dollars to do something. So that's like a good that's like a good theme that I thought from this episode is like you said it for like a, an even playing field. That's all I asked for, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's that goes back to knowing the rules, right. knowing the rules. Even like it, whatever the rules are, the rules can be the rules, you know. But you right. have to, and if you know them, you need to play by them and not just be too proud, right? Like I'm not going to be too proud to put a deadlift suit on if I need to, right? Or, learn how to hook grip if it benefits me, et cetera. You know, you just, you yeah, got into the rules. Yeah. So. It's just like, I think about like a guy like going to OSG and maybe not in the best financial position. Yeah. And it's like, then they allow deadlift suits. That person's going to buy a deadlift suit. Like everyone's you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if it's a max deadlift, you know? Sure. So it's like, I like just having no suit and you deadlift in your basketball shorts and it's even no matter what, it doesn't matter who got the tightest short, the tightest, you know, suit or whatever. So. That's sure. a good point, probably. Yeah. I figured I'd throw it in since we had we were already debating stuff. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Dante, anything you want to debate about before we leave? Do you still think dinosaurs aren't real? I I do not believe that dinosaurs are real the way we depicted them. I do believe that there were dinosaurs, just not the way we depicted them. It's unbelievable. You used a Jurassic Park to advertise your pre-workout and don't even believe in dinosaurs. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Riley made that. So you so still released it. it. I think it's a great. I 
I think it's a great creative video that Riley made, and I applaud him for his creativity and his hard it work. A, it was a great video. Get your horsepower now, 580 barbell. Yeah, I, I really appreciate everyone. Like, it's been uh, it's been cool. It's been the last couple of weeks have been so steady. Like, been shipping out orders all the time. Um, that's really cool. I don't have to ship down to Mississippi as much anymore because it's we're actually in brick and mortars, which is even cooler. Oh, yeah. also, if anyone's interested, obviously this is your guys, and this is me just inviting you to. But if anyone's interested, we'll have a Slippery Rock does like a like a fitness expo mini thing. Yeah. It's on April first and second, or the thirty first and first, whatever that Saturday Sunday is. And they do Mister SRU, which used to be, I mean, when I was in college, is a big bodybuilding show. Yeah. But they're having a powerlifting comp. And a Mr. SRU, like have, having like a two day expo and horsepower. We'll have a 580, we'll have a full 580 booth there. Sure. So cool. um, we'll be up with our boy Pork and Slippery Rock. So that's cool. Just having more and more, just just getting us more and more places. Like it's super cool to be in a brick and mortar. Like mm -hmm. uh, to me, that's so cool. And like we're in a couple gyms now. So just appreciate everyone's uh, support. And we'll, we'll, uh, We'll keep adding products eventually, hopefully this year, and uh, and we'll keep you guys updated along the way. You guys have any final thoughts before the Arnold man? By I mean by crazy this releases like we're it like kind of we, I kind of got like dude I felt kind of off this episode because I got a little nervous like at the beginning of the episode I just got nervous for the Arnold for the first time yeah like saying. I said it we're opening and I seriously felt off the whole episode because I'm like man I'm I'm literally less than seven days out. Dude, it's like, like we're, time. we're it's on a world time. stage. There's people from other countries gonna be competing with us. It is it's cool. Crazy. Like, it's so it's so like that is like so surreal because we've competed in nationals and like for us that's a big show. And this is Dante and I's both first world comp. Mm -hmm. And like, let me just open up the spreadsheet real quick. But just looking at the countries that are, um are at, you know, my, in my class that are represented at my class. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, you have France, Norway, Canada, obviously us, you have Bahrain, you have, uh, like, I think Australia, like you have all these countries and it's so cool and crazy to see just, you know, yeah, I've seen some Zambia and Liberia, okay, yeah. Canada. It's just kind of funny though, because like, right, you guys are training just like you train for any other show. Yeah. Right. So like, right, that's right. it's it's like, oh, it's like a weird feeling, right? But that's that's awesome. I mean, I'm excited. Yeah, like, I can't wait to go back. Yeah, and I, it's crazy because like you you hit the nail on the head. Like we're training just like it's in like a normal event. Like nothing has changed for me. I come in, I eat the same. I, you know, I, everything's the same. I'm getting, and I really appreciate it, but I'm getting like so many more messages like, hey, you ready? You ready? Like, I'm like, man, I'm just going to do my best. Like, that's all I can do. You know what I mean? I'm just going to show up like a normal show, no matter who's there. I've probably said this a hundred times on the pod, but there's nothing I can do to make them do worse. Yep. I just have to do my best. Right. So, I also think it's cool. Here, I was going to say it. Friday, oh. and we're going to just do our best for all four events, right? Yes, sir. Go ahead, Dante. Sorry. I was going to say, I think it's cool just, you know, haven't been in the Arnold since 2019, so this is like a cool, like, comeback year, too. Right. Yeah. It's just cool because the Arnold is so, um, for me personally, it's so nostalgic, and for so mm -hmm. many people. And it, it, 
like I have so many memories at the Arnold. Like yep. when I first got into strength training. So like right. getting to be able to compete there now. Like when I first went to the Arnold, I didn't even know what strongman was. <laughs> and See, now I'm competing strongman there. Dante was sitting for three hours waiting for Rich Piana. Dude, the first <laughs> yeah, the first time I went there, we got pictures with Rich Piana, and then I saw uh what's his name? Jerry Pritchett break the deadlift record, the American deadlift record at the time. That was way yeah. back when. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I got a picture of Brian Shaw at my first ever Arnold. Outside of yourselves, is there one person that you're excited to see how they do at the Arnold Amateur Championship? Great question. Outside of us, right? Like not us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'll I mean, obviously I'm like super biased. Like I'm just looking at my class. Like I really don't I haven't really looked at anything else, you know. Sure. I'm like, I'll be just curious how ours will shake out because it's interesting because you have 22 spots, only four finals. And this is the most stacked Arnold class my class has ever had. Yep. And mm-hmm. you have the returning champ, Andrew Haynes, who's an absolute stud. Yep. Like I think no matter what, he's top three in the world for 80s for my class. But then you have Ben Donan making his debut at Arnold. And he's never – he's just been on an absolute tear. You know, mm-hmm. he goes and wins Clash, mm-hmm. wins OSG, and now he's coming to the Arnold for this. And like that, those two colliding, I think's cool, you know, to kind of see how the, I, I'm curious how that's going to go, mm-hmm. you know, so that that's kind of my thoughts. I'm going to I'm excited to meet Ben Donan. I mean, he right. won't be able to understand what I say, but <laughs> Dante? I don't know. I've been I haven't really done too much research on people. I mean, so I really don't know. A lot of these people are recognized from nationals, though. So I kind of already have sure. a feeling how they're going to go. And, you know, I just oh, who's who's your pick? To win, because I haven't, I don't know any of these guys besides like Sean Schellinger because he's my teammate. But like, I'm, I guess I'm most interested in the super heavyweights because the winner gets to compete on the big boy stage, which is so cool. Like that's, that's so where cool. I was going with this, dude. I want to so see who, who's going to win, Frawley. Make your prediction right now. Man, I don't know. You look like, at who are we going to see next year? Like I remember watching when Bobby Thompson got to make his debut as like the tenth man. Yeah, like that's awesome. Um, who is it? Who is it this year? Who uh, won Thomas, that? Thomas Evans. Oh, Thomas Evans. There yeah. you go. Um, that's where I was going with this. I want to see how Camby does with the heavyweights. Oh, that's that's, that's what I want to see. Okay, that's for sure. The right. That's where I was going. I want to see. Yeah, that. Now I, I and he can correct me in the comments if I'm wrong, but I think this might be his first heavyweight or like first big heavyweight show. Yeah, right? like, big like, at least. Maybe he did a couple uh, local shows, but like. Right, right. I was like, yeah, man, I'm moving up. Let's do it. So yeah, and, that's cool. That's so, that's you look at do you think he'll make it out of the final? Do you think he'll make it to the finals? That's what I was gonna say is if he does, he's incredible at circus. Right. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I really don't. And and I don't know, maybe maybe that's just because I have my eyeballs on him. I mean, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of good guys. Like we went through yeah. it at the gym. We went through the super heavyweight class and we're just like, holy shit, man. Right. Like boom, boom! All these guys are great. So, um, obviously, I hope Sean does well competing against them at the regional here last year. So, yeah. But I, I really want to see how Candy does. I really do. Yeah, that that's cool. That's an interesting point. That's a, yeah that that that's definitely the one that I think is the most intriguing on paper. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, yeah. But I mean, I guess that's it. We will the next time you guys hear our voice, we'll be letting you know how we did at the Arnold. Um, we got one more thing happy birthday to jerry oh yeah yeah, jerry 
Jerry, uh, he's I, he's made an appearance on the pod before. Yeah. Um, but Jerry, uh, one of our elder um, 580 members, and he's been there since like day one. He's ride or die 580. Couldn't be a better member. Um, he turns 50, uh, so we'll be at his party tomorrow. Yep. So if you if you follow Jerry Howison on Instagram, wish him a happy birthday. Yep. Hi, Great Jerry. Great job. But uh, make sure you guys are subscribed to our YouTube channel, 580 Barbell. Um, follow us on Instagram, buy horsepower. Um, if you bought a horsepower shirt or hoodie, Hossware just hit me up today, the 24th, that they're shipping out today. So um, you'll have your shirt and hoodie soon. Sweet. But, uh, other than that, thank you guys, and, uh, and we will see you all next week for episode 116. Later. Peace.